I started studying Acts 2 again, you know, and there's more in Acts 2 than just verse 38. And, and there's this great, Peter said, this is that which was spoken of by the prophet Joel. And this is what Peter said. He said, it shall come and pass in the last days that I'll pour up my spirit upon all flesh. He said, your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions, you know, servants, handmaids, on and on, you know. And people said Peter quoted Joel chapter 2, verse 28. He didn't. He didn't quote it exactly. Because Peter said, it'll come to pass in the last days. That's not what Joel said. Joel said, it'll come to pass afterward. Mm -hmm. And so my question was, after what? And the answer is in verse 27, right before it. It said, I'm the Lord your God, and my people will never be ashamed. And it shall come to pass afterward. I'll pour out my spirit. And it was like, I think that's one reason why Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. It's like, I, I was, I, I, I lied about where I went to church. I was ashamed of Pentecost. But now, I mean, just look at Sydney. Look at, look at the building you people have. Mm. <laughs> we're building a building right now. It's $10 million. And it's like, those, those numbers were impossible years ago. But there it is. You know, it's just, We've got that kind of money. And Brother Pugh told me before he died, he said, you're in the fourth and, gener fourth and fifth generation people. He said, they've been paying tithes for five generations. He called it a tsunami. He said, it has created a wave of blessing that's coming to you. And he said, I wish I could be alive to see it, Harold, but you'll see it. And he said, my caution to you is don't squander the money. Mm -hmm. You're going to have millions of dollars go through your fingers. Don't waste them. And, and, and it's just like, uh, I, I was asked to pray at, for here in Detroit, uh, they had National Day of Prayer, and I was scared to death. Uh, all the television was there, and, and, and all of these high-profile people were there, politicians. And so uh, the man that was running it was a pastor, a Pentecostal pastor in the city. And so there were 8,000 people in the crowd, and probably 5,000 of them were Pentecostals and so they they have this Catholic priest pray before me it was horrible it was mm. horrible mm. And, and then they had a, a Jewish rabbi pray and it was like and I'm sitting there going are you kidding me that's the best you got that that's it that's your prayer and and so it wasn't arrogance but I just had this confidence come on me said I can pray better than you guys you know any day of the week and so I got up and God anointed me and, and the crowd went boom, you know, and it was on live television and it, it was amazing. And we don't have to be ashamed of nothing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I got to be careful how I say this. I, I mean, Hillsong's a big deal in Sydney, but they're in trouble. They're in trouble. And, and it's just, even here with Carl Lentz and all that, they're in trouble. And it's like, the Bible said there must be heresy in order for that which is approved may be made manifest among you. And what that means is, I'm not afraid of the phonies. I'm not afraid of the fakes. All the fakes are gonna do is make the real stuff shine even brighter. And, 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 and I'm not trying to denigrate Hillsong, but they'll agree with me. They're, they're in leadership trouble right now. Yeah, they are. It's it just, the quality of the young people that are in the apostolic movement right now are, are stunning. Just mm. stunning. And 
I want them to understand, don't you be ashamed of who you are. And the other thing was this, when your memories, when your memories are more important to you than your dreams, you're getting old. Mm. <laughs> Yesterday, I remember I was at Louisiana camp before Brother Tenney died. Some guy got up and started talking about the good old days. And Brother Tenney had this squeaky voice. I was standing by him. He said, Brother Harold, he said, I was there in them good old days. And them good old days weren't always that good all the time. You know? <laughs> and, 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 and people, I, I realize we have a wonderful past, but the people that I've revered the most always lived in tomorrow. They never lived in yesterday. And it says... Old men need to dream dreams and young men need to see visions. And I, I, I guess if I had to make a difference, if there's a difference, dreams are what happened at night and visions happen during the day. But I think there's a message there, Greg. I, 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 at this season in my life, I feel like I have two things to do. I, I, have, to, I have to encourage other men in my demographic to keep dreaming. Because if, you, if, you, if you're not a dreamer, you need to hang up your spurs. It's let somebody else do the job because you're, 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 you're totally out of touch with what, you know, you have no idea where we're going. But, but, but at the same time, I'm trying to encourage elderly men to keep dreaming. I never want to marginalize the vision of you and your generation. To encourage young men to have visions. Because let's say dreams belong to old men and visions belong to you young men. It doesn't say without a dream, people perish. It says without a vision, people perish. Mm. And if we don't encourage visionary young ministry right now, we're foolish. And I just know some old men that are intimidated by young men. And my deal is, it's not my church now, it's your church. And it's my job to do my very best to equip you and to cheer you on and say, you know, Old men are for counsel, young men are for war. And it's like, it, it's like in the book of Matthew, that, that woman touched the hem of his garment. And you, you probably know this, but it was a Jewish rabbi taught me this. In Malachi, it said, the son of righteousness will rise with healing in his wings. Mm -hmm. But the word translated wing in Hebrew is kanaf, which also can be translated edges or borders of the garment. And it's saying one of the ways you'll know he's Messiah is the edges of his garment will have healing power. Mm. I don't know if that woman knew that or not. All I know is she grabbed the hem of his garment. Instantly, she's made whole. And that's like, I think Matthew 9. But when you get, I think it's Matthew 14. It said, and many besought him that they would touch the hem of his garment. It's like this woman opened up a whole new ministry. It'd yeah. been sitting there. Remember, it's in Matthew where this, this guy's got leprosy. And, and, and he says, you you go tell the priest to offer the gift that Moses commanded. And I, and I thought, what does that mean, you know? So again, here we come to Leviticus 16, because Leviticus 16 has what's known as the law of the cleansing of the leper. And it's so here's this guy goes back to church and the, and the preacher says, what are you doing here? And, and you know, we're going to stone you. you. You're a leper. And he says, guess what, boss? I'm healed. And it's hmm. like, what happened to you? I met Jesus of Nazareth. You mean the, that fake from Nazareth? He said, well, whatever. But he, I got a message from him for you. Really? What he, he said, now that I am healed of leprosy, you're supposed to offer the gift that Moses commanded. And, and I see this preacher going, 
what are you talking about? <laughs> and you go back to your Bible study, Bible school notes, and all of a sudden you get to Leviticus 16. It says, hmm, two birds, earthen jar, a red string, piece of hyssop. Have one of your pals hold the jar with running water. Kill the one bird. Collect the blood in the basin. Stir the hyssop in the blood. Tie the bloody piece of hyssop with a red string to the living bird and let it go. Greg, no Jewish rabbi had ever done that. It had been sitting in the word since Leviticus, just sitting in mothballs. But all of a sudden, bam, there it was. And here's this rabbi going, no one ever, my pastor didn't do this. And my my challenge to you, Greg, and to your brothers, what else is there in that Bible that's been sitting in mothballs all these years that he wants you guys to take it out for a drive? And open up brand new. It's like this crazy internet right now. We we literally have the ability, we have the tools now to preach the gospel to the world. To yeah. the world. <laughs> it's incredible. They say, oh, there's pornography on there. Yep, there is. And there's horrible things on there. Yes, there is. But it was a dirty bird that fed Elijah and it, it or Elijah rather. And it's just, I, I I think God has given us a tool which can be soiled and it can be used for very foolish, horrible purposes. Or it could literally be the the vessel that God has given us to take the gospel to the world. You're you guys are smarter than we ever were, man. I I keep telling them that they're they're dragging me kicking and screaming into the 19th century. You know, I still write out. I wrote a boy in our youth group. I wrote him a letter a couple months ago. He couldn't read it. It was in cursive. <laughs> he thought it was Hebrew. <laughs> All they know is computer keyboards. They don't teach penmanship or, you know, they, they, don't, they don't have that anymore. And that's fine. It's just, but with you and, and your, your pals and, and not just men, but women, it's, it's Sunday. We had something special. We let the past, the, the pastors, our youth pastor's wife baptized four women in service mm. and, that, that's never happened in the history of our church. And when it happened, people just stood up, started clapping and screaming. It was like, it's like seed. When you sow, seed doesn't care if the hand that's thrown it is 10 years old or 80 years old. The power's in the seed, you right. know? And, you know, only the senior pastor can do that. I I, I just, I'm, I'm done with a lot of those, those, those whatever old boy networks now. My deal is we got a big job to do. And it's like, I want I want it to be on the handmaids and, and and the sir. I want the men, the women. I want the old men, the young people. I want it. It's just so. My purpose in life right now is to encourage men of my age keep dreaming, but also to inspire you guys and say, I'm on your side, man. Mm. Have a vision. Yeah. Have your vision, and we're gonna do everything we can to finance it and to support it and to promote it because. It, it, I don't know who said it, but you're standing on our shoulders. You ought to see further than, than we have seen. Mm. You, you ought to do more. So let me pray. Lord Jesus, I have no idea where this is going to go, but I'm believing that you'll give it wings. And you said a bird of the air would carry it. And I'm asking you, Lord, that you would use this bird right here and that you would take this somewhere. There are just young men and young women, just like I was many years ago, in that forsaken, just <laughs> that place that I didn't think anybody knew existed. But but you found me and you chose me and you 
You've opened up an entire world to me that I didn't know existed. And I know there are young men and young women just like I was back then who just think that this is such a zephyr and such a dream and such a fantasy. But, but oh Lord, I know that dreams will come true if we don't oversleep. So I ask you, God, put a foundation of the word beneath them. Put a hedge of angelic protection around them, but let there be a canopy of submission over them, Lord. And let them submit themselves to your word and to each other to do something mighty, powerful, changing, Lord. In Jesus' name, I believe this and I'm asking this and calling it done in your name. Amen. Amen.